In your Bible, if you'll turn with me to the book of Mark, chapter number two, if you would, please continue our series in the book of Mark entitled to be like Jesus. Mark prevents our Lord as the perfect servant. And uh, I'd like to be a, a servant for our Lord. I would like for him to say one day, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. But uh, until we do, we just need to keep on pushing on. Tonight, I've asked my friend, Brother Paul Abbott, to preach for us. Brother Abbott came to our church some years ago. And uh, now he and his family is in evangelism and and uh, I've asked him to share with us tonight his ministry, and and I'm looking forward to that. Be here on time, if you would, please, and we'll do that. Why we don't worship on Saturday? Does anybody ever ask you, what is the purpose of the Sabbath? Why we don't worship on the Sabbath or Saturday. We're pretty close to a group of folk geographically that shuts everything down Friday evening at 6 o'clock. And uh, you don't want to go through Keene and buy gas on Saturday. If you do have your bicycle hanging on the back of your truck because they are inherent uh, observers of the Sabbath of the Old Testament. So unless you and I get into God's book, see what God's book says about the Sabbath. The Bible says in verse 23 of Mark, chapter number 2, now we have studied about uh, the two parables about uh, the new cloth in the old breeches. We've studied about new wine in old bottles. We've stopped off at Capernaum again and gone to the synagogue. And, uh, you know, every time Jesus goes to the synagogue, he gets in trouble. So now we find and it came to pass that he went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day. And his disciples began as they went to pluck ears of corn. Now, when you pluck ears of corn, that means you are harvesting corn. According to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And there's a reason they're sad, you see. Because the, they don't believe in the resurrection And I think I would be sad, you see, if I believed what the Sadducees believed about the resurrection. And the Bible says, and the Pharisees said unto him, behold, why do they on the Sabbath day that which is not lawful? And he said unto them, have you never read what David did? 
When he had need and was hungered, he and they that were with him, how he went into the house of God in the days of Abathar the high priest and did eat the showbread, which is not lawful to eat, but for the priest and gave also to them which were with him. He said unto them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is the Lord also of the Sabbath. If you could read on down to verse number 5 in chapter number 3 again, the Pharisees are trying to accuse our Lord of doing things on the Sabbath he should not do. You turn back to chapter number 1, you find Jesus in the synagogue in Capernaum healing a demon-possessed man. Sabbath. Can I read for you Genesis 2? I'm, I'm sure you can find that pretty easy. Genesis 2, verse 1 through 3. The Bible said, now this is 2,500 years before the law of Moses. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day for all his work, which he had made. God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. The question is, was God tired the reason he rested? Or was it that he was done, finished, so he rested? Now, if you read these verses, you see these words over and over. Rest, 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 rest. Maybe God knows you and I need a rest. Maybe God knows if we don't rest, we burn out. That don't go over real good in our 21st century philosophy of get ahead at any cost. God knows we need a rest. A rest physically, a rest spiritually. Our souls need rest just like our bodies need rest. You won't find anyone who is resting having a nervous breakdown. You won't find anybody that comes apart lest they fall apart having a Nervous breakdown. God knew we needed a rest. Now, I hope you have your Bibles because we're going to read a lot of scripture because I didn't have time to study. (laughs) Matthew 12, please. Mark is a get to it kind of guy. Mark does not mess around with adjectives too much. He just says, this is the way it is and gets on with it. But now Matthew and Luke 
are not that way. In the book of Matthew, Matthew adds a little bit to the scenario today. But if you would look in the book of Matthew, chapter 9, he deals with the wineskins and the patching. And then he takes three chapters to get to where you and I are to get today. Because Matthew puts all the, all the intricate stuff in Jesus' ministry. So now Matthew explains it this way. At that time, Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn. I'm not too sure that in the Bible it talks about corn. It's talking about that yellow stuff that you and I boil. I think he's talking about wheat, barley, or that kind of grain. Because it don't say these guys did anything with the cob. And his disciples were a hungered and began to pluck the ears of corn. Now that's harvest. And to eat. When they took the grain, they rubbed it in their hand to knock the outer shell off. If you've ever been around that. And that is threshing. Not allowed to do that on the Sabbath day. Not allowed to harvest grain. Not allowed to thresh grain. Now actually it wasn't that way, but that's what the Pharisees did to the Sabbath day. In the Talmud, the traditional laws of the Jews, there are 24 chapters on what not to do and what to do on the Sabbath day. Tradition, not law. On the Sabbath day, according to the Jews, if your ox fell in a ditch, you could help the ox out. But if you fell while you were in the ditch, you and the ox both had to stay there until six o'clock. According to the Jewish Talmud, you... A woman was not allowed to look in the mirror on the Sabbath day for fear that she might see a gray hair and pluck it. You could walk 3,000 feet on the Sabbath day. Is there anybody here today old enough to remember the blue laws? You see, those laws were instituted because of the Sabbath day. I remember going into the store on the Sabbath day, and there'd be sheets laid across non-necessities. You were forbid to buy non-necessities on Sunday. You could buy necessities like Pepsi Cola. Amen. Moon pies. 
You remember the blue laws. It was the result of the Sabbath day. God makes laws and man adds tradition. And Jesus is not much on tradition. And Jesus is here in the Bible allowing us to look into his heart and see what's going on. By the way, on the Sabbath, you could take no baths. Not because of any other thing other than if you splashed the water on the floor, that meant you had to wash the floor. Isn't that so wonderful? Now, I had 24 chapters to that one day. 24 do's and don'ts to that one day. Kind of reminds you of Independent Baptist, doesn't it? You got to have your hair so long. Got to have your clothes so short. You got to have certain kind of shoes. Uh, I think we'd be better off just sticking to the Bible. And stay off all of that tradition that we've been hanging on our kids and hanging on everybody else in the world. And so i just like to go down through here for just a minute and kind of help you a little bit and tell you why we don't worship on the Sabbath. First reason, you miss all the ball games. <laughs> now, you know I don't mean that, but you should have laughed. <laughs> right? And I know you've heard these questions. Is, is the Christian commanded to keep the Sabbath? Is the Lord's day the Sabbath day? Such what should our attitude be toward uh, the Lord's day? And I think back when the blue laws were in effect, I think they were in effect basically because America did respect Sunday as God's day. Now, some of us may think that that went overboard. But I think maybe God knows what he's talking about when he says we need a day of rest. I was reared in an agricultural environment. For you folks who are not near as educated as you need to be, that meant I was raised on a farm. Now, there were certain things that were necessity on Sunday, like milking the cows, like feeding the stock. There were certain things that were necessity. In history, we read about a certain amount of Jews in the day of the Maccabees that were actually refused to fight because it was on the Lord's day and they stood there defenseless and allowed the enemy to kill them because it would have been wrong to defend themselves on the Lord's day. If we were to see a burning building, 
Would it be better to have the building burn and those inside to die? Rather than us doing any work on the Lord's day. If we pass by a drowning individual. Would we offend God to save that person by us reaching forth and giving aid? Maybe we've blown this Lord's Day out of proportion. Or maybe we don't have a biblical perception of what the Lord's Day is all about. I'll tell you, I don't find an over amount of respect for the Lord's day in the world in which we live. I think we've gone from one extreme vastly to the other. In a day when on the farm we would not work. We did not work the crops. No matter how tall the weeds were, we did not chop them on Sunday. Although my dad did not go to church. My mom did. And I did. But there was a respect. A reverential respect. For the Lord's day. The blue laws reminded us. It's the Lord's day. Church steeples remind us. It's the Lord's day. The tolling of the bells throughout the countryside where I was reared reminded us it was Sunday. We don't have any of that anymore. Baptists think of nothing of working on the Lord's Day. Why, it won't hurt us to work on the Lord's Day. Where has our country gone since we've disrespected the Lord's day. As the commercial would say, we've come a long way, baby. In the wrong direction. Can I please take a little of your time, 10 minutes, and let me show you something you would be. Number one, the Sabbath was not meant to restrict necessities. Notice, if you would please, in verse 25 and 26 of your Bible in the book of Mark, chapter number two. And the Bible says, and he said unto them, have you not, have you never read what David did when he had need? Underline the word need. When he had need. It did not say he had lust. It did not say he wanted to have a party. It did not say he wanted to do his own thing. The Bible said he had need. Need always takes priority over ceremony. Did you get that? Need always supersedes ceremony. Sunday. If your ox fall in the ditch, get the sucker out <laughs> as quick as you can. But your yard will wait till Monday to be mowed. 
from Luxemio Yards, it's waited quite a few Mondays already. (laughs) The Sabbath day was not meant to restrict necessities. When David and his men were fleeing for their lives from Saul, they went to the temple, they had nothing to eat, they went to the tabernacle in that day, walked into the priest and said, say, I know you've got some showbread here, because I know every week you put 12 loaves out, each one representative of the tribes of Israel, 12 loaves of bread. I know every week you change those loaves out. Now, I know that the 12 loaves that you took out and replaced with fresh loaves, I know those 12 loaves are sanctified. They're set apart for the priest. I know that. Look, I'm going to eat your bread today. And David ate of the sanctified of that which had been dedicated to the priest. And David ate that which would be abomination for them to even go into the synagogue. But now because of need, they are eating the 12 loaves sanctified, set apart for the priest. Why? Because of need. The day does not supersede the need. The need supersedes the day. I wonder why those folks in Keene comes to Burleson to buy gas on Saturday. You know why? Because they don't sell gas on Saturday. They buy it from us Gentiles. (laughs) Number one, talking about the Sabbath, in the book of Matthew chapter 12, I didn't have time to read it for you, but it says this, in the same illustration, the same story, can I read it for you? It says this, the Bible says, Have you not read in the law how that on the Sabbath days, the priest in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? Look at this now. But I say unto you that in this place is one greater than the temple, Jesus referring to himself. But if you had known what this meaneth, listen to this. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the guiltless if their heart had been right. If they had realized who they was talking to. If they realized that maybe somebody had need. If the man with the withered hand had a need. If the hungry disciples had a need. If the demon possessed guy in the synagogue had a need on the Sabbath. Which is more important? The Sabbath or the need? And Jesus said, let me settle it for you. He cast out the demon. He healed the hand. And he told the disciples, eat all that corn you want. Because the Sabbath was not and has never been intended to uh, take away from the need. Let me hurry. Yep. 
that clock is running too fast. But that's all right. We're going to finish. The Sabbath was not meant to restrict necessities. Can you say amen? Amen. Number two. Whoa, almost fell. The Sabbath was made to serve man and not man to serve the day. Verse 27 of your Bible. It says, And he said unto them, The Sabbath was not made for man. And not, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. The definition of Sabbath is to cease or decease. It means to rest. The cessation from labor. No work. You and I need rest. Some of us have taken that to the extreme because of unemployment benefits, giveaway programs. Somebody owes me a living philosophy. It is healthy to work. but not to rest. It's not healthy to rest all the time. But it is healthy to rest. I think that's the reason we have summer vacation from school. These things need a rest. Your mind needs rest. Your soul needs rest. Your body needs rest. Jesus preceded this and said, Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest from your labor. Rest from your burdens. Rest from the heavy laden that's cast upon you each day of your life. And God knew you need at least one day a week to rest. Take my yoke upon you, he said. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And he said, if you come unto him, he will give you rest for Your what? Soul. Isn't it a shame? God has given us a day of rest. But we don't know how to rest. We need a rest. Young folk need rest from responsibilities. You say, well, preacher, I don't know about that. Well, did you know that God's people has always needed a rest? Can I read for you something? Maybe it'll help you. Over in the book of Deuteronomy, in observing the given law, and just before they're going to go into the promised land, all this is reviewed 
And the Bible said, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord God in vain. You remember that, the Ten Commandments. You know that they won't let us hang in our schools today. You know that they've taken down from all of our public places. And then he said, keep the Sabbath day to sanctify it for the Lord thy God hath commanded thee. Six days shalt thou labor and do thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt do, do thou not do any work. Thou shalt not do any work. Thou shalt not do any work. I like that, don't you? Thou shalt not do any work. I like that, don't you? I enjoy that verse. Thou shalt sit down and not worry about it and just forget about it. And you've got a remote control. And the only work you're allowed to do is just with your thumb. Now, why in the world would he do that? Thou nor thy son, Andrew, you're safe. Thy daughter, Mandy, too. Nor thy maidservant, don't have any of them. Nor thy maidservant, or thy ox, I don't have any ox. Nor thy ass, I got one of them. It's out at the ranch. Let me clear that. A jack donkey kind of ass. Okay, I got one of them. You didn't put that in the outline, Jim. <laughs> nor any of thy cattle, nor the stranger that is within thy gates, and thy maid servant or maid servant may rest as well as thou. Verse 15, and remember, this is Deuteronomy chapter 5, and remember that thou wast a servant in the land of Egypt. And that the Lord thy God brought thee out thence through a mighty hand and by a stretched out arm. Therefore the Lord thy God commanded thee to keep the Sabbath. Not only is the Sabbath a day of rest. It's a day of celebration of being delivered out of bondage. To the Israelite and to the Jew. The Sabbath day was a day when they rest ceased from their labor and celebrated a deliverance from slavery in Egypt. To the child of God, Sunday is a day of rest and a day of celebration that our Lord rose that day and became victor over death, hell, and the grave. And to the Christian, we have been delivered from the bondage of sin. So today is a day when we cease from our labors and rest that our bodies might be revived. Our souls might be blessed as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ and gave us victory over death, hell, and the grave and sin. Hallelujah. The Sabbath was made to serve me, 
not me to serve the Sabbath. And what God meant to be a blessing. Now the religionists have turned it into a burden. 24 chapters of burdens. Of can't and don't. And no, you mustn't. Can't. No, don't go there. Don't enjoy yourself. Just look solemn and Baptist. And what God gave us to be a blessing. Man put his dirty hands on it. And turned it into a burden. What used to be a blessing to go to church on Sunday. And now we check our watches to make sure that the reverend don't go too long. Because we got things planned on Sunday when you ought to be resting from your labors. And celebrating your deliverance by the cross of Jesus Christ. God help us. God help us to put the Lord's day back in our life where it needs to be and the right kind of attitude toward the Lord's day. This is the day the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You say, well, preacher, I believe it's the Lord's day till 12. After 12, it's my day. I'm going to do what I want to tonight at six o'clock. I don't need church. How's things going then? I can make it without church. Yeah. So can the devil. Let me close now. With half the sermon done. The Sabbath is not the Lord's day. The Sabbath. Is the seventh day. Begins at six o'clock or about sundown. On Friday. And remains the Sabbath. Until sundown. On Saturday. So the first day of the week. Begins at sundown. Or six o'clock. Saturday afternoon. Saturday evening. The Jews. Day begins in the evening. And not the morning. The Bible said in the evening and the morning was one day. Essentially it was Jewish and explains the reason why you don't find too much about the Sabbath in the New Testament. Christians are not commanded to observe the Sabbath. I was reading this little illustration. I'll close. And if you want to know the rest of the story, and call Brother Jim. He gave me the outline. But the Sabbath is not the Lord's day. I don't know if you, many of you remember J. Vernon McGee or not. Uh, he, he pastored the People's Church in Los Angeles, California. and was over the radio for years and great Bible teacher, expositor. And he was telling a story about a man who wanted to argue about the Sabbath with him. The man said, I'll give you a hundred dollars if you will show me where the Sabbath day has been changed. McGee answered, I don't think it has been changed. Saturday has always been Saturday. Saturday. 
And Saturday will always be Saturday. It's the seventh day of the week, and it is the Sabbath day. And I realize the calendar has been adjusted and can be off just a few days, but he said, we won't even consider that. The seventh day is still Saturday. And it's still the Sabbath day, he said. The man who wanted to argue got a glee in his eye and said, then why don't you keep the Sabbath day if it has not been changed? J. Vernon Gee said, the day has not been changed, but I have been changed. I've been given a new nature now. I am joined to Christ. I'm a part of a new creation. We celebrate the first day because that's the day he arose from the grave. That's what it meant in the ordinances have been nailed to the cross in Colossians chapter number 2. Which says that Jesus, that these days were just a shadow of what is to come. And Jesus was the one who came. The Sabbath. Saturday is not the Lord's day. And so, if you'll look at the last verse, I'm done. I know that's hard for you to believe. You say, well, I didn't get anything out of this. Well, maybe you didn't bring anything to put it in. Verse 28, look at this. Therefore, the Son of Man is the Lord also of the Sabbath. And can I please say, and any other day. (laughs) Amen. In Genesis chapter number two, the Bible said, and the Lord rest from his labors. You know who that was that rested? The same one that was in the cornfield with the disciples. Because the Bible said, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Now listen. And all things were created by Him. The corn that the disciples harvested. The corn that the disciples threshed. The corn that was waving in the breeze that the Creator sent their way. The ground in which the seed was sown. The Creator put it there. The water, the rain that nourished the soil was sent by the Creator. The sun that baked and warmed And created the germination of the seed was done by the Lord. The one in the cornfield is the one that rested on creation morn. He's the Lord of the harvest. Isn't that wonderful? And not only that, he's the Lord of every other day too. Praise be his name. You see, 
We do not any longer worship the day. We worship the creator. We no longer find rest in the day. We find rest in a person and his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. We no longer take our burdens to a altar. We take our burdens to the Lord of the harvest. Because he said, come unto me. All you that have been working all week long. All of you are tired and weary, burdened and heavy laden. He said, don't come to a day. Come to me. Come to me. He is the fulfillment of the shadow of the rest of God. Come unto me. That's the message today. Come unto me. And I will give you rest.